Welcome in to the first and goal show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt bringing you NFL talk for the next hour. And John, what a pleasure it is. Just two more shows left in this semester. Uh, man, what a, what a way to start this week. Mike McCarthy out right after that loss against the Arizona Cardinals on a missed field goal by Mason Crosby. Uh, Mike McCarthy is done as Green Bay's head coach. And, uh, John, this has been not really new news, but, I mean, this is our first chance of talking about it, and I think this is the fresh start Green Bay needs, considering the fact that Aaron Rodgers' time, I mean, he's not going to be an elite quarterback for the next 10 years, right? There's there's a window for Aaron Rodgers, and this team is not taking advantage of it and really is a, an extremely outside shot at making the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, I think. Uh, the organization has realized that their season's probably over. Um, I think that firing Mike McCarthy was the right call uh, because they have they have been struggling in years past, and and like you said, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be in his prime forever. Um, maybe it's just me, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers should have more than one Super Bowl. Um, and even I know Mike McCarthy was the coach during that Super Bowl year, but uh, I, I think he's had enough time after the fact to stay to consistently keep the Packers a good team. And I, I think he's uh, failed in doing that. Um, they hired Joe Philbin as their intern coach, who was the offensive coordinator, uh, which that I kind of disagree with. He was the head coach for the Dolphins for three years and did not have success. Um, he has a below 500 career head coaching record. Um, and I think that you you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers on your team. I think their offense has struggled all year. And, uh, yeah, a lot of that blame could probably go to Mike McCarthy, but I feel like there needs to be some blame with the offensive coordinator as well. Um, so I want to see them hire someone else. Uh, I think, obviously, they'll wait till after the season. I think they'll give Joe Philbin a chance for the rest of the year. Uh, but I – don't think that Joe Philbin should be hired as head coach after the season. Yeah, I. Uh, it's such an interesting time, and man, Philbin coming into this spot, I, I like what you said about Aaron Rodgers too. And at least, you know, this team has been close a couple of times. Seattle, you think of that game in Seattle where they're an onside recovery away from making the Super Bowl, failed that. Um, but, yeah, not enough success when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And that's all about building a team, building chemistry. And look what Bill Belichick has been able to do. And now that's uh, that might be a tough comparison. However, you know, Peyton Manning's Colts, always the number one team in the AFC. Peyton Manning on the Broncos, always the number one, number two team in the AFC. Green Bay hasn't always been number one. They've been, they have been at times. They've been a number two, but they, they haven't consistently been that year in and year out. And this year, obviously, is the final straw for a historic franchise. And so with Joe Philbin now, I, I don't think Green Bay is in the play, is going to make the playoffs. I, I think there's no way they win that division with Minnesota and Chicago. Chicago, I think, will win, um, excuse me, the NFC North and uh, – 
Yeah, I, this this is the time is up for McCarthy and Green Bay, and now you look to the future. I, I think the Packers still have a nice window for Rodgers. However, a lot of things need to change, and the ground game. When's the last time they've had a great ground attack? Well, Aaron Ed, Jones has, has stepped up this year. He stepped up late. Yeah. But consistently throughout a season, right? I mm-hmm. mean, maybe Eddie Lacy in his rookie season before he put on a lot of weight. It, that That's the last time Green Bay could have that dual attack. And uh, don't get me started on the defense. That has been pretty good this year. But in years past, has really let down Green Bay. So Green Bay and Mark, Mike McCarthy part ways. That's what we start the show with. And now let's just jump into some of the bigger games the Los Angeles Chargers, I want to call them San Diego every single time, but Los Angeles Chargers Sunday night football taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers on a game-winning field goal. John, I know you you know you follow the Chiefs and Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, all that pretty closely. Chiefs still have kind of some sweat going down their back because I, I think the Chargers are, are for real. No, yeah, I agree. Um, Phillip Rivers is playing uh, really good football. Right now he has, you know, in the last couple of weeks, um, brought his team um, from down 16 back to, to beat the Steelers on the road, um, which the Steelers were 210 and one or 210 and 0 at home when leading by um, 16 or more at halftime. Um, so that I mean that speaks for itself. Philip Rivers played uh, an outstanding game. They didn't have Melvin Gordon either, uh, one of their biggest offensive weapons. Um, you know, Philip Rivers was still able to to make some big passes. You know, throwing for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, and get that win. And uh, yeah, as a, as a Chiefs fan, uh, I am a little bit more worried about the Chargers now. Uh, but like I've kind of explained in the past, the Chiefs will have the tiebreaker even if the Chargers beat them um, coming up here in, in a few weeks on Thursday night. So. The Chiefs would really have to to lose two games, lose one game outside of that Chargers game. Yep. So I'm not all that worried about it. Um, I I mean, granted, we'll, we'll probably talk about the Chiefs game up here a little bit coming up, but I know the defense hasn't been playing well. Um, but I mean, the the biggest thing that I took away from from the Chiefs game was uh, the offense had an off day. You know, they lost Kareem Hunt on <laughs> Friday. Yikes. Um, they didn't have – yeah, that's a whole other thing I kind of want to talk about. Um, but they they lost him on Friday, and Spencer Ware didn't have any practice reps with the first team, didn't really have a developed game plan going in. And you, you could tell that, you know, the run game was a little off. They, they struggled at times. But, I mean, once again, Patrick Mahomes showed why he's the MVP this year. Um, he bailed out that bad defense time and time again. Um, there wasn't really a run game ever going. Um, you know, he had Sammy Watkins out, lost Kareem Hunt two days prior. Um, and I thought he played extremely well, hit some highlight reel passes and, and um, got that win. So I, I'm not super worried about the Chargers. I would be if there was a chance that the Chargers would have the tiebreaker, but I just don't think that's the case. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think that tiebreaker is huge for Kansas City. However, there w- there were some glaring issues. I think with Kareem Hunt gun, that's a dynamic, um, 
that's a dynamic back out of the league for the rest of the season, and rightfully so. I think Andy Reid made the right decision. I, I really do believe when not only you do something like that, but then lie to your team about it. Yeah, I that, think, was, that was the biggest thing. I, I think so, too, because say what you want about the video. Say what you think personally. Uh, the big, uh, Along with the problem of domestic abuse, they – he he lied to Andy Reid, and you you don't you don't do that. You have to be upfront. You have to be honest. And who knows? It might have been a different scenario where if he's honest with it, maybe he gets a four game suspension at the beginning of the season, knowing the NFL's policy on crime. Right? Like Reuben Foster is still in the NFL after committing a bunch of crimes. So that that's kind of what we're talking about is. Who knows where Hunt would be if he if he was honest? Maybe he's still out of the league, but now we'll never know. Be considering now that it seems like TMZ has something against him because they released something else that something happened in January as well. So things. Well, don't that look- that one was different. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the video? No, I haven't. In January, seen. it was it was him and he was with a group of guys, and there was some other guy, and they were kind of yelling back and forth at each other. But I didn't. There was nothing like there's no like assault or or anything yeah. like that. The guy claimed that Kareem punched him, but uh, that wasn't on it's video. Probably, there was nothing yeah. in the police report. I don't know, so I don't know what to make of that. But even this situation with that girl, um, I mean, reading the police reports, allegedly, I mean, nothing's for sure, but she, you know, used a racial slur at him and um, punched him in the face and allegedly punched Kareem's girlfriend um, when they were in that room and then. Kareem kicked her out, and that's why it, it took place in the hallway. Um, like you can, like you said, I mean, you know that happens. He's young. Mistakes happen, um, but you don't lie uh, to yeah. the organization. Um, there's going to be a zero-tolerance policy for that. Um, I Yeah, I mean, that's, that's re- all I really have to say about it. I feel like if he – I think he deserved a suspension for it. Especially considering Ezekiel Elliott got six games for yeah next to nothing. I mean, there was no even proof that any of that happened. So I I was expecting a suspension, but um, yeah, that was really surprising to me that he uh, was released. But to see that he lied to the organization, I uh, I understand. It sucks because obviously you know league's leading rusher last year, one of the best backs in football, but you just can't do that. No, you can't. And you know, I everything's alleged. What what we have proof of is that video. Um, and she, I mean, she antagonized him. But here's here's the thing: Cream Hunt has a crew, right? He has guys around him. Um, there's a reason why they're there. They're supposed to really kind of hold him back and make sure that those kind of things don't happen. Uh, you you know, because. Look, if the racial slur thing is true, like, that's a really, really crappy thing, right? But the difference is this this woman is, you know, probably 100 pounds less than Kareem Hunt, you know, and, and who knows the physical altercation before the hallway. That's something we don't know, but it wasn't like Kareem Hunt was acting in self-defense. And, yeah, and, I mean, what he should have done was just walk away. Right, which is hard to do. Like, which, yeah. But that's what he should have done, and— if some, you know, with what happened, he should have been honest, and I, I think yeah. we kind of nailed that on the head. So with Kareem Hunt done. Chiefs win forty to thirty three over the Raiders. Kind of a shaky performance. Meanwhile, also in the AFC West, 
the Denver Broncos took down the Cincinnati Bengals, who have really just been banged up completely. Andy Dalton is gone, but Jeff Driscoll was the leading passer in that game with 235 yard, 236 yards. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it wasn't a incredible performance. Phil Lindsay did win AFC Offensive Player of the Week. He has been special. This whole rookie class has been special for the Denver Broncos, but the rookies are going to have to step up because it was confirmed today Emmanuel Sanders is done for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. And Achilles. Achilles, Sorry. excuse me, but no, no, thank you. Um, and with an injury like that, that's huge because Demarius Thomas, gone, traded. Emmanuel Sanders, done for the year. You look now to Cortland Sutton, the, the rookie from SMU, to be the leading receiver. Um, Tim Patrick is most likely the number two. It's a young receiving core now, inexperienced, and on the home stretch where the Broncos need the Ravens to lose and the Colts to lose. They have to win out, and that's uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult now. Yeah, you're going to have your Chiefs jersey on this week. Oh, you better you better. I know, I know you're going to pull that baby mm-hmm, out of the drawer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invest in one. Yeah, there you, you know, go. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but, no, yeah, definitely. It's, it's almost ironic to think about that the Broncos, I feel like the trade, trading away Demarius Thomas was almost them accepting the fact that they weren't going to make a real run right. this year. Right. Um, and obviously the the money issue. I mean, I, I think they didn't. Money was uh, definitely the money a big was, issue. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, fast forward a couple weeks. You know, they're right back in the the playoff race. Um, chasing for that, la- fighting for that last wild card spot. And Emmanuel Sanders is done for the year. And you're, I I, I feel like there's almost a little bit of regret. Uh, there, there has to be. I would I would assume so and um but it is what it is. I still think you know Philip Lindsay's tearing it up. Uh he's you know he's been one of the best running backs this year. Um I I still think they will get that last wild card spot. Um obviously losing Emmanuel Sanders is a huge blow but not detrimental to the season. Right. So well and here's a, here's another problem. Chris Harris is going to be done until hopefully the Broncos are hoping week 17. So now you're down um, your star corner, your star wide receiver. But one of the brighter spots the Broncos have had have been Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, the best tandem duo in terms of sacks. No no other pair has more sacks than those two. Chubb with 10, Miller with 12 and a half. So those two have been absolute monsters um, on the outside pass rush. But, you know, we, we talked about this game we thought it was going to go in the Falcons' favor. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson getting it done on the road. Atlanta is done. They, you know, you were hoping if you were a Ra- or excuse me, Falcons fan earlier on in the season that maybe they had turned things around from the year before. That wasn't the case. Things have actually gotten worse in Atlanta, and this loss to Baltimore is just that final nail in the coffin. Falcons are toast, and the Ravens, though, still proving that they can win with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and I'm a little worried for uh, this upcoming matchup on Sunday. The Chiefs' run defense has been terrible. Um, but, yeah, no, you got to give credit to the Ravens. Uh, they, I mean, like you said, both. I think both of us predicted the Falcons to win that game in Atlanta. Um, but props on Lamar Jackson. 
he has been playing well. He's been leading that team well. Um, still undefeated as a starter, um, which I, I think the whole team's playing well. I, I don't think it's just him carrying. That's not what I'm saying. But um, he he has stepped up big, uh, filled in that spot, um, the quarterback position, and uh, played really well. So obviously I hope they lose this next week. But <laughs> I I'm excited to see if Lamar Jackson will continue to, to – keep that number one spot now with Joe Flacco coming back. Joe Flacco has been ruled out this Sunday, but um, in in the upcoming weeks after that, I'd like to see if – I'd like Who's to see Lamar Jackson stay. Yeah. Because I, th- I think he's been playing really well. Um, and I, I – I'm just a Lamar Jackson fan. We're Lamar Jackson guys Yeah, here on the first and goal show. I want him to succeed. We support Lamar. We support you, Lamar. Except I throw you for – I hope you throw for five interceptions this weekend. Okay, I still support you, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Only this weekend, though. Only you this know, the weekend. Af- after that, one hundred touchdowns. Out. That's what that's 100. what John wants. Give him a hundo or give him death. Well, just one other game. I think. Well, just quickly, um, Bears suffer a loss to the Giants. I think Chase Daniels. It was going to happen. Um, not a ton to talk about that game, uh, other than the Bears kind of fighting back before losing in overtime. And then I want to talk about Minnesota, New England. The Vikings, I, I still believe Kirk Cousins is a big, fat phony. Big, fat phony alert. I said it. Uh-oh. I, yeah. We need that buzzer that you uh, played a couple weeks ago. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find it. Oh, once I go on a the little phony break. alert. The phony alert. Um, but, no, yeah, I agree. I mean, we've talked about how big his contract is in, in prior weeks. You know, they gave him, what, $80 million up front uh, for three years. So, I, I still don't think that, yeah, I'm not sold, really sold on him either. Uh, I think Scott has the, the alarm ready. Uh-oh. Or not the alarm, but the... The, the phony alert alarm? The phony alert. All right. This is... uh, This was Kirk Cousins on Sunday against the Patriots. <laughs> That's how I feel about him. Yeah. I mean, threw for 200 yards and it, a touchdown and intercep- two interceptions, um, a rating of 70.3. Any big game... Kirk Cousins just kind of disappears. It's a really great magical trick. You were mentioning the numbers he got, the money he's making. Gosh, I mean, you might as well have just stayed with Case Keenum. And I'm not saying Case Keenum is a all-pro bowl player. But, man, I, it, I'm just so unimpressed. I have been so unimpressed with his career in the NFL. He's had some, he's had some really good moments. But the dude continues to prove that he isn't a a top-tier quarterback. But he got paid like one, and that blows my mind. And so New England wins this game 24-10. to I don't know. It, New England is still a obviously an AFC frontrunner, but I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. I still would put Kansas City ahead of them. Maybe Los Angeles and Pittsburgh ahead. I feel like those three are all kind of in a little group of amongst themse- among themselves. And we'll find out in the playoffs which of those three will most likely face the Chiefs. But I'm not, I'm not sold on New England, but I think Minnesota just isn't a very good team this year. I think they had a lot of hype around them, but there are question marks ever since that game against Buffalo where 
I mean, blown out at home. I mean, that's just kind of the recipe of their season. They haven't had those kind of blowouts since, but they haven't had any extremely convincing ones either. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I just wanted to touch a little bit on the on the playoffs there since you kind of mentioned it. It's We're in an interesting spot right now. Um, obviously, things are changing every week because the AFC race is so tight. Um, but as it stands right now, the Steelers and Chargers would play in the first round, and then the Texans and Ravens, um, which is, is going to be interesting because if the Chiefs stayed the one seed, they would play the lower – the lowest seed uh, yep. of the of the two winners in the first round. So who um, do you want to so play? I, yeah, that's the thing. So I see the Texans winning against the Ravens at home. Um, yeah. They're playing really well right now. Deshaun Watson's playing really well. So I don't see them losing, you know, to the Ravens at home. Um, but then, you know, it's – so then it's between the winner of, of the Chargers and Steelers, and I don't like that. I don't, yeah. I don't like, I don't like the, the spot we're in right now. So, just just need the Chargers to lose, I guess, uh, to shake things up a little bit. I think this is the least ideal situation right now for the Chiefs. Um, so, in, in thinking back to a few weeks ago when it was Chiefs wouldn't have to play the Steelers or Patriots until the AFC Championship game, um, hypothetically speaking, at the time. Uh, now now things are switching up, and I'm kind of nervous. Now, yeah, now they have a chance of playing the Chargers, Steelers, or Ravens. And obviously the Ravens are the one team, but, I mean, we'll see Sunday how Kansas City handles uh, the Ravens' ground attack because you and I can both agree the Chiefs' rushing defense has struggled. And really, I think their safeties, their corners have played a, a, much better than I think some expected. But there's been times where their safety sometimes – or, excuse me, I said sometimes about 18 times right there. And the word times, 20. However, the Chiefs' safeties get lost. Mm-hmm. There's been numerous occasions where it's a little play-action fake, and I don't know what happens. I don't know if they, they're caught daydreaming, if they were thinking about, you know, a, a, a local play they went to or what, but they just fall asleep on usually big plays. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like I've, again, reiterated so many times in in previous weeks, Eric Berry coming back is so big for this team. Um, Yeah, like you said, the safety play has been bad for the Chiefs, and the corners have been playing. They've been holding their own, in my personal opinion. You know, they give up yards, um, but, you know, with today's rules and how the league's set up, it's a quarterback-driven league. I think that's bound to happen if your corner – Corners make a couple plays here and there throughout the game. I think that's all you can really ask of them. I feel like that's the hardest position on defense to play, but they they just need safety help. And and Eric Berry coming back, um, you know, a, a physical safety that can cover tight ends, um, isn't afraid to to lay a hit, come up and stop the run. That is exactly what they need right now because the run defense has been bad. Um, running backs out of the backfield has been a problem. Um, and our safeties have been struggling to cover tight ends. So he, Eric Berry coming back is almost ideal for the Chiefs. That is, that is the one position that they need improvement on. Not the one position, but it's a position that they do need improvement on, and I think it will drastically help this team. Uh, I think he, he's been practicing all week. 
I guess there's only been one or two practices this week, but he's been practicing this week, again, in a limited capacity. But I think he'll get limited snaps this, snaps this weekend, and then I think he'll um, be fully healthy and ready to go for uh, not this week, but next week, next week's game against uh, Chargers on Thursday night. Which is so, huge. Yeah. So be ready Thursday night. Eric Berry possibly I'm coming back. Very, very excited. And, I mean, you know, against the Chargers, they have a really strong uh, passing offense. Phillip Rivers is playing really well. They have a lot of weapons all over. Uh, we talked so much about the Chiefs' weapons, but the Chargers have a lot of weapons. And I think Melvin Gordon will be back. So it's it'll be a shootout, you know, in 2018 Chiefs fashion. It's going to be another shootout. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw for four touchdowns and over 300 yards again just to keep his team in it. Um, did I mention he's MVP? Uh, I think you've said <laughs> it once or twice. <laughs> he's MVP. MVP, John Schmidt. And with that, we will head into break. When we come back, we will be doing our weekly pick'em segment. And John, he gained a little ground on me. He gained a little ground on me last week. But stay tuned for our weekly pick'em segment when we come back on the First and Goal Show. Welcome back to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Alert. Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt. I was uh, tripping over my words, stumbling over. It's probably because I'm, uh, I'm a little hungry. I haven't had my dinner. I'm going to go home. I'm going to cook up my uh, world-famous honey burger. Here's what I put on it, John Schmidt. Oh, this is... Okay, are you listening? Yeah. So I thought, okay, yeah. So I, okay, great. I thaw, thaw out my burger, right? Thaw it out because you have to freeze it or else it goes bad. Surely, surely you know that. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. And so I thaw that out, put it in the pan, put some spices on there, maybe a little salt, a little pepper. We'll see. So that puppy's grown, that puppy's grown. Next thing you know, it's ready to go. Well, here's the world famous part. I put a little, I not a little, but I put enough honey on there. You drizzle it in honey. So not only do you have this flavor, this nice taste, have a little sweetness to go along with your burger. That um, sounds delicious. It's incredible. And, you know, I don't actually eat it with buns. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. So uh, you're welcome, folks. You, you you needed a recipe. You didn't think you'd get that on the First and Goal show, but hmm, here we are. New segment, Cooking with Scott. Cooking with Scott. And, uh, man, that segment is going to be fantastic. But we have something else even more important. It's our weekly pick'em segment. Last week, John went ten and six. I finished eight and eight. John closes the gap by two games. Um, so I'm eighty-seven and forty-three. John's seventy-nine and fifty-one. And John, you know, I hear footsteps. I get it. I get it. I hear your footsteps. Feeling the pressure? No, I feel no pressure. I feel. Uh, we'll see. I have no doubts. I have only confidence and. In confidence, we have to pick a game where both teams might be lacking some. Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Tennessee, not bad. Jacksonville, bad. <laughs> but this is another one of those toss-up games. AFC South, neither team is thrilling, so it could go either way. John? Well, Cody Kessler is getting the start. He, for sure, he sure is. The Jaguars, after they decided to bench Blake Bortles. Um, they got the win last week. Against Defense the played well. They held the Colts to zero points. Um, but the Jaguars themselves only put up six points because mm-hmm. 
Cody Kessler threw for 150 yards and no touchdowns. Um, but, hey, they got the win. But Cody Kessler's still bad, so Titans. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I'm going to take the Titans as well. Next up, Denver at San Francisco. Denver needs to have this game in order to stay in relevancy in the playoff mix. They lose their star wide receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. I'm still going to take the Broncos. San Francisco is bad. They have just about a backup at playing at most of their positions at this point due to injuries within their own organization. I like the Broncos in this one. Yeah, I like the Broncos as well. Uh, they've been playing good football. Um, after the Chiefs slaughter the Ravens this weekend by 50, um, the Broncos and Ravens are going to be tied. That's mm, what we need, Both sit at 7-6. and six. That's what we need. Well, mm. next up, two teams that have no shot at the playoffs. It's the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills. We have a toilet bowl game of the week almost every week. Congratulations, Jets and Bills. Toilet bowl game of the week. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jets. I uh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? Give me the Bills. Oh, you want the Bills? Okay. Yeah, I do. We got some drama. Yeah, I here do. Early on in the Pick'em segment, uh, two rookie quarterbacks, two bad football teams. Really, just pick your poison, um, and maybe one of the poisons will uh, will make you have a correct pick, but probably will also make you feel sick in the process. That's Bills and Jets. Next, we've got. Oh, baby. Carolina versus Cleveland. Carolina just is on a massive descent. Uh, they they just have been so horrible for the last month. Um, did not win in the month of November. Now they are an ex- extreme outside shot at the playoffs. They played the Cleveland Browns, who an opt- opportunistic team. I think the Browns just want to w- keep winning in a city that really hasn't seen it outside a year of LeBron James. John? Man, a part of me wants to take the Browns because they, they've shown flashes um, that they can be a good football team. But this past week against the Texans, um, they struggled mightily. Yep. Um, so I, I can't decide if I, if I want to take them or not. This is kind of the game that I've been going back and forth on. Same. Um Man, Baker Mayfield struggled last week. Three three interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it's <sighs> but Baker the Panthers Mayfield. have also lost four straight. Greg Olson's now out for the season. But they still have Christian McCaffrey. See that? I'm, yeah, but I'm the Browns have Nick Chubb that has been playing very well. Yeah, and they're also at home. Mm-hmm. You know, what? give me the Browns. Give him the Browns, folks. He wants the Browns. Give I've them actually, to me. I've been going back and forth on this game. I was thinking maybe I'll just pick. Exactly who John picks. But that's not fun. We don't care about that. I'm going to take the Panthers uh, by two. It's Let's it, go dog pound. Dog pound. Ooh. But I wait, I don't want them. So uh, uh, what? keep pounding. And they hit that keep drum. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Yep. So I'm um, imagine me hitting a, a drum right now. For you viewers at home, that's what I'm doing. I'm waving my arm like I'm hitting a drum. Next up, Atlanta versus Green Bay. Look out for Scott Ayers to be hitting the drum at the next Panthers home game. That's right. That's right. Keep pounding. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, great. Atlanta versus Green Bay, John. Uh, boy, I don't I don't want to pick this game. I don't. I said it. I don't want to pick it, but I will. I'll take the Packers. I think I'm going to have to take the Packers as well, just because they're home. 
But at the same time, <gasps> the, the Cardinals came into Green the Bay Cardinals last are a week good team. and won. Take that back right now. <laughs> um, but also Atlanta just lost at home to Baltimore. Yeah, no, I, I like the Packers. Okay, great, great, cool, great. Baltimore versus KC. Um, does there need to be discussion? KC by a million. Okay, yeah. I was going to take the Chiefs as well. I don't think it will be by a million. I think it's going to be a close game. But, yeah, I'll take Kansas City. New England at Miami. The Dolphins uh, still kind of hanging around. They, 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 they can still taste the playoffs. Uh, just uh, one of those teams just that's right behind Baltimore at 6-6. Six and six. Is it is Brock still the quarterback or is Tannehill finally back? No, Ta- Tannehill's been back. Okay, great. Well, yeah. okay. In my defense, why would I ever watch a Dolphins game? I have no interest in that Fair franchise. Enough. I have no interest. I don't. I don't think I've ever woken up on a Sunday morning outside them playing the Denver Broncos, where I say, "Man, do you know what I need in my life right now? It's some Miami Dolphins football, right?" When when have when have you ever said, man? Oh, the Dolphins are playing the Giants. I, this is must watch. Never, 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 never. I said it. Never, never, never. <laughs> ever. Okay, let me think. No, never ever. Okay. okay, maybe when Marino was quarterback, but did he win a Super Bowl? Answer that question, John. No, sir. No, he didn't. So. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we said it. That's right. <laughs> night, night. Sorry to all of our Miami listeners here in the First and Goal show located in Lincoln. I know you guys struggle with that, but just know it's out of love. I'm uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots after that rant. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you felt me getting into position there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Tom Brady, seven and nine career versus the Dolphins on the road. <gasps> kind of oh, surprising no. to me. Yeah. The Patriots have struggled on the road. <gasps> no. Fin up, baby. No. Miami Dolphins. Wow. With the upset. Wow. To give the Chiefs a bigger lead in the AFC. Wow. Let's go, Fins. He said it. He Let's said go, it. Fins. He chose the Dolphins. I know. I know when John's about to make a hot take because <laughs> I hear this. I hear. And then. <laughs> It's a little more subtle, and then Scoring I Scoring up to the mic, and then and I lean in a little bit. And I, that's and why, I because I can hear a deep breath. I hear, I'm like, oh, no, Lord, help us. <laughs> so hot take, Dolphins, Patriots. Hot take of the week. Well, you're going to have to make a, maybe another hot take, New Orleans, Tampa Bay? No, New Orleans. Okay, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me the Saints in this one. Giants, Washington. Washington down to Mark Sanchez. Giants. <laughs> I don't even need to finish explaining this game. Yeah, I'll take the Giants as well. Indiana, or excuse me, Indianapolis versus Houston. I'm trying to. F- I'm missing all this. Oh, the Texans are at home. Yeah, man. Home. Have the Texans been at home the last like, the last eight ten weeks? weeks? Like, ten what weeks. is going on? Yeah. They have they even been on the road this season? They actually play three What's road games. <laughs> what is happening? It's a weird thing. They signed a contract. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I, it's this is frustrating. They're always yeah. at home. It seems like. Um, I mean, I'm gonna take the Texans because they're at home. I would have take. I would have taken the Colts if they were at home. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll take the Texans as well. Cincinnati Chargers. Chargers. Okay, I was worried you were gonna do that thing again. Um, Philadelphia at Dallas. Philly did win that last game, but man, I think Dallas is on an absolute tear right now. And not saying F- Dallas is a 
elite team in the NFC, but they're they're on a tear in their own division, and uh, hmm, I they just come on they're just coming off a win against the Saints, an impressive win, defensively speaking, offense still, you know, a little poo poo, as we like to say in the biz, but man, Philadelphia has been so unimpressive this season. They have. And, I mean, the Cowboys played, have been playing well. Three-game win streak. I'm going to take the boys. I'm taking the boys, too. Wow. Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Pittsburgh at Oakland. Man, every ounce of me, every part of my body take Oakland. wants to take Oakland. I don't know why. Why do I want to take the Raiders? Steelers have lost two straight. <laughs> Steelers are done. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That was a boiling hot take. Yeah, yeah. My my hands kind of hurt from that hot take. Uh, I don't know if I can take the Raiders, John. I can't either. They're really bad. Yeah, I'm gonna. They'll take find them. a way to lose. I'm gonna take the Steelers. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers too. Gosh, man. But a part of me really wanted to. The Raiders to beat the Chiefs. Huh? What? I, th- I thought that's no. what you were going to say. Oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Steelers over Oakland. Detroit at Arizona. This is easy. Give me the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, why am I blinking on his name? New offensive coordinator. Was Byron f- Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. He's been great as the offensive coordinator. and it's be- yeah. Oh, because they've been giving David Johnson the, the ball? The football? The, he, uh, yeah. Leftwich said, man. Who would have guessed? Man, here's a scheme. Just get this dude the ball. They literally just run the ball up the middle or throw a screen to David Johnson 75% of the time. And it and works. It works. I don't know how that's hard. Like, where where did that's they where go wrong? At the, at the beginning of the season, where did they go wrong? They gave that big $39 million extension to David Johnson before the season started. And they're like, man. Feed him the rock. David, we're not sure. We're not sure. This isn't mutual. Except they got down to goal line situations. Last, they did get the win in, in – Green Bay, so we can't really criticize them for that. But they got down to goal line situations and took them off the field, mm-hmm. um, which you know I didn't understand. Neither did my fantasy team, but no, nope. I got the L this week because of that. Well, um, there's your loss. So yeah. thoughts and prayers. Thoughts yeah. and prayers. Still uh, got the first round by. Send them to John Schmidt at John Schmidt on. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I told you this before the show, but I'll let, I'll say it again. I lost Emmanuel Sanders, Achilles tear. AJ Green re-hurt his toe RIP. after the season, and Greg Olson nice out to meet you se- after the season with a foot injury. Rest All in one week. All in one week. RIP in peace. Unbelievable. As I like to say. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. John Schmidt and all worst these fantasy luck ever. Yeah. Okay. Who do you feel more bad for now, folks? These players, <laughs> players, or my fantasy team, or his fantasy team? Hmm. I think the correct answer is my fantasy. Uh oh. That's called journalism. Welcome to the biz one hundred and one. <laughs> That's called a hard hmm. question. Hard-hitting questions. That's all we do here on the First and Goal Show. Here's a hard-hitting question. Rams or Bears? Ah, man, Trubisky hasn't been announced as the starter yet. Coming back from that shoulder injury. Okay, can I say this? Mm-hmm. Um, if Trubisky starts, I pick the Bears. But if he doesn't start, I pick the Rams. Yeah, that's kind of Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. So, Bears, if Trubisky starts. No, I think we just need to make a decision. 
Oh my gosh, this could is pay horrible. off. Could I almost? I almost imagine they have to bring back true. This is a big game. This is a big game. They're coming off that bad loss against the Giants in overtime, you know, and then the Rams sitting at eleven and one coming into Soldier Field. It's a big game. I think they've been kind of cautious with Trubisky. Yeah, so I think, I think so that's too. why he had played the last couple. I'm of gonna weeks. take the Bears. I said it. Yeah, I'm There's taking the Bears as well. Oh, all right. Well, now knowing our luck, Chase Daniels is gonna get the start, and they're gonna lose by fifty. But <laughs> Cutler comes back, those for four interceptions and 175 yards, and the Bears lose by 30. Hmm. Bear down. Bear down, baby. We believe though. We're big Chicago guys. Have you ever been to Chicago? Once. Oh, I've never been. It was pretty fun. They called the Windy City. There's a fun. They do fact. call it the Windy City. That's right. Yep. That's right. Well. In case you folks didn't know, we're uh, we're pretty good at sharing information. We're pretty good about giving you all pop culture references. That's what we're known for here on the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt in the weekly pick'em segment. Wait, we have one more game. I know. Okay. We've got one more. You know what it is? Yeah, Viking Seahawks. Viking Seahawks Monday Night Football. Who you got? Kirk Cousins, 0-6 record on Monday night. And he's going to be on seven. I got the Seahawks. I have the Seahawks as well. Wow. Can you believe that? Which stinks. The Seahawks are playing really good football, and the Chiefs playing in, in three weeks. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And at that point, the Broncos are going to be in on top of the AFC West. So put the Chiefs playing six playoff teams this year, huh? That's right. Well, here's who the can Broncos are please explain that to me? Listen, well, yeah, I can. <laughs> it's called being good and uh, having to play good teams. Yeah, it stinks. There you go. Give me the Browns every week. Wow. Can you imagine having Cleveland every week? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. Well, here's who Denver had to play this year. Seattle. Baltimore. That's a potential playoff team. The Chiefs twice. No, yeah. We pl- well, they I mean, had our to division play the Chiefs twice. Our that, t- yeah, no. Our, that's our, our division plays the same opponents. Except we, you guys didn't have to go into New England. Hmm. Did you play Houston? Hmm. No. Oh, well, see? <laughs> Uh-oh. We, we we played a team on a nine-game win streak, John. The Broncos played a team on a nine-game win streak. And who's, who's the Chargers miscellaneous game? What, like the Bills or something? Oh, Wouldn't yeah, Wouldn't surprise probably. me. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Interesting, Los Angeles. We, we get it. So now <laughs> we've isolated our Miami fans and our Los Angeles Chargers fans, which, fun fact... Uh, there's about 12 Los Angeles yeah. Charger fans. Uh, there seems to be more and more every week uh, that they keep winning. Coming out of the woodworks. They're coming out of nowhere. But that's how, Seeing them all over Twitter. That's how fans are in Los Angeles. They yeah. do they not care, care about their good. sports. It's unreal. Well, oh, their team went into some football games. All oh. of a sudden, they're lifelong oh. Chargers fans. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Phillip Rivers, best quarterback in the yeah. league. Yeah, they probably don't even know his – they probably call him Felipe Rivera. Yeah, probably don't even know. Dum-dums. Well, <laughs> that'll uh, conclude maybe the wildest of pick'em segments. Um, really just a a mess from start to finish, but, man, it was a good mess. Yeah, it was. That was nice. Well, when we come back, we're going to do – John, I thought about this on, on, on my way over. Mm-hmm. Top five, bottom five. Who would you want to be stranded with on a deserted island, NFL players? Just current this time. Okay. Uh, current NFL players. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Great. Hmm. It'll be. See you then. See you then, folks.
Welcome back to the final segment of the first in goal show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt bringing you talk, NFL talk. And for the last hour, we've talked about a lot of different things. But this is personally my favorite segment. It's our top five, bottom five segment. And when we started this, things were a little uh, more serious and uh, straight to the point. But now, and not to say that this next top five, bottom five isn't serious because it is it really is depending on what we think will work out in life and uh that's who would we want to be stranded with on a deserted island top five bottom five nfl players and john i have to say i am feeling pretty confident about my top five and my bottom five i think that the that the results will speak for themselves and we'll start with the top five Top five people you'd want to be with on a deserted island. And number five, this might shock you. I want Nathan Peterman with me. couple of reasons. Let me give them to you. Number five, or not number five, but reason why he's number five. First of all, he's very giving. Not necessarily to his team always. Now that's a problem. Because if we're on the same team on a deserted island, I we have issues. But if we're enemies, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be giving me a lot. And he'll probably have to sit out on a lot of different things. So, yeah, I'll take Nathan Peterman at number five. A little bit of an oddball, but a nice little twist, a nice little spin zone for why I think he deserves to be, you know, a top five player on a deserted island. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I know. I know it was good. Um, John, you're number five? <laughs> well, what a different route. Okay. Uh, my number five is Richard Sherman. Ooh, he's on my top five as well. Because graduated with a 4.2 GPA from high school, went to Stanford, and then after he went to the league, he went back and got his master's from Stanford. Smart guy. Smart guy. He would know how to get Smart off guy. the island. Talks a big game, too. Yeah. Maybe it gets you pumped up. Yeah. So if there's like a rival tribe or something, I'd put Richard Uh-oh. Sherman in front. Yeah. He'd be... He'd be Great. That's a great number five. Yeah. Who's your number five. four? Uh-oh. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh, because he's all – so you went also smart. smart. He went to Harvard. Yeah, he did. I thought about putting him at my number uh, uh, on my list, but too many nerds. I can't, I can't have that much brain. Got to have a couple smart guys. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I went Richard Sherman number four, kind of a lot of the reasons you said – Get you pumped, but he's also just brilliant. Really, really smart guy. Number three, give me James Harrison. Who, name me one person who wants to come up to us when I've got James Harrison. Just just hanging out? Hanging out. Now, I'd have to be friends with James Harrison. I couldn't be an enemy of his. But if James Harrison and I are buddies, hmm, nice knowing you. Night-night. Hmm. Goodbye. Hmm. Goodbye. It's a pretty good one. We'll go hunting together. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's my number three, James Harrison. You know what? I tried to – is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. I tried to incorporate a bunch of different skills into this. So for number three, I included Tyreek Hill oh. for his speed. Ooh, he's like Could a come in cheetah. Handy. He's like a cheetah. Maybe, I don't know, hunting down some animals for food. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's fast. 
Okay. Now you're painting a picture. And for I need me. I need someone for speed. He's and my Ty- speed guy. Tyree kills that guy. Well, who's your number two? Oh God, I forgot. Scott, I had this all planned out. Oh, I know what it is. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's who mine is as well. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's hilarious. I wanted to. You know, have some fun. He's the fun guy. I thought the exact same thing. He's the and fun if, guy. If you're stuck on an He's island, he's gonna keep the mood up. As w- you might as well have fun. That's what I'm saying. That's that's incredible. I'm really glad you you chose Gronk. He is he's the catalyst. You need. He's he's big. He's strong, but he knows how to have, how to have a good time. Someone told me he lives on a yacht on the off season. I don't know if that's true, but I'm man, sure it sounds great. Mm, I'm sure he does. So Gronk number two, my number one. J.J. Watt, smart, good choice, fast, strong, kind, caring, giving, loving. All right, that's perfect. <laughs> that's a great pick, Scott. That's a great pick. I'll take J.J. Watt any day as my number one. John? Well, Uh-oh. my number one. I Are you going to say Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. How do you know? <laughs> because... <laughs> I could tell by Probably that wind-up. I could tell by the wind-up. You know, for a while... Of course he, I want to be stranded on an island with Patrick Mahomes. He was on my uh, bottom five. I might have to put him back in there. For a second, he was no, in there. No, not. Don't lie to me. He was for a second. I took him out and put him, someone else in at number four. Here's my yeah, reasoning. How would you not want to be here's, on an island? Here's my reasoning. All right. You know, y- you haven't had much water. The dude starts talking, right? Have you heard him speak? Oh, yeah, I've heard his voice. Okay, yeah. So he's talking, talking about the Chiefs, which also double whammy. Uh, they're more about the Chiefs than anything else. Uh, never in a million years would I want to have to be around that. <laughs> I do not want to hear about Chiefs football. Man, if I'm such a nice guy. Oh, okay, great. Cream Hunt was said to be a nice guy. Whoa, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, those two are completely different. Man, you just c- compared Patrick Mahomes to Cream Hunt. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that's where we're at here on top five, bottom five. We're going to go straight to the bottom five. Um, do you want to start bottom five or you want me to go for it? Uh, go ahead. Okay, great. My number five. And I'm going to say Andrew Luck. And here's why. Andrew Luck and I are probably pretty similar. Don't like conflict. We probably would just compliment each other. We wouldn't ever be like, hey, you need to go do this. We we can't have two of the same. And it's not because I think he's a bad guy, but I'm going to need to be with someone who kind of has a, a killer instinct. And Andrew Luck just doesn't have that. I mean, he might sometimes when he's singing a football, but personality-wise, no way. No way. Andrew Luck's my number five. Um, my number five. Okay. I yes. am going to go with Jalen Ramsey. Wow. That's good. How come? Because I don't want to sit there and listen to him trash talk for yeah, yeah. That gets however old. long. That's all he does. That gets old. You're number four? Josh Gordon. Ooh. Ooh. How come? Um, I think you might know why. Yeah, I know why. What, five failed drug tests? 
just not reliable. You can't trust him. Not reliable. Can't trust him. You got to be able to trust someone on a deserted island for so many years. Just yeah, you can't, can't trust, trust him. him. I agree. My number four, Adrian Peterson. Because he beats his kids or what? <laughs> That's part of it. Here's why. Okay, Peter's AP is a little mad at me because I didn't go get mangoes. <laughs> I don't want to get spanked by Adrian Peterson. It's probably a good call. It's a good call. And here's the thing, if if a grizzly bear's coming, there's no way he's going to fight it off with me. He's just going to outrun me. And then I'm toast. I don't know what kind of deserted island has grizzly bears, but I'm sure they exist. And I'm toast. Probably. I'm toast. All right? So no way. Yeah, I can't do Adrian Peterson. Um, my number three, hmm, Vontez Perfect. You want to talk about just an angry human being? Yeah. I just... I can't get along with that. He just yell at me all the time. I'm gonna make mistakes on an island. Who doesn't? He'd probably end up hitting you in the head too. Yeah, he would. I next, said it. Yeah, and next hmm. thing you know, there's no doctors on an island. Yeah. I know Perfect isn't a doctor. Uh oh. You thought of someone? I huh? thought of a really good one that I should have put on my top five. Who? Juju Smith-Schuster. That man. Yep. Is hilarious. He's awesome. He's like the definition of a player that likes to have fun. He is. But you know what? We chose Gronk. But I chose Gronk as my fun guy. So Yeah, fun What's guy, that? Gronk. Okay, great. Um, yeah, Vontez Perfect. Can't trust him. Can't level with him, especially not on a deserted island. Am I up? Yep, you're up. Is this number this, this is number two? Three and two. Three you. and two. Yep. Okay. Well, number three. Did you take a shot at the Chiefs earlier? Yeah, you did. I might have to switch this up a little bit. Maybe. Well, I didn't put Mahomes in my top bottom five. Well, well. Hmm. Yeah, who are you going to throw in there? I don't know. Yeah, think about Denver Bronco. I mean, they're all trash. Um, yeah, especially with those <laughs> Super Bowl rings they have, huh? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Chiefs got one. They got one when there was seven teams in the NFL. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <coughs> when your parents were 12. There's like 26. Your parents were seven. So? Grandparents had just gotten out of Vietnam. How's the future looking? Great. Great. Is it? Mm-hmm. Phil is Keenum going to lead you to the promised land? Phil Blenzi is. Fair enough. There it is. That's sports, folks. You like know, sports talk yeah. radio? Booyah. Yeah. You know what? Number three, wild card, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, wow. Because he'd probably murder me. Probably. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. I said it. Wow. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming, did you there, Scott? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably, probably true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Luckily, you won't have to worry about that. (laughs) So, number two. Phillip Rivers. Because he'd whine and complain about literally everything. Ooh. Every single time something wouldn't go his way, he'd start whining. Uh Uh-oh, here comes Phillip. Yep, Phillip Rivers. He's actually on my list. But you'll see when. Number two, Jameis Winston. Because he'd steal your crab legs or what? (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, think about it. Deserted island, there's there's uh, grizzly bears and there's a lot of crabs. And, well, I'm not going to get any of them. And, quite frankly, I just, eh, I don't know if I could, if I could trust them on a deserted island. You know? It's true. I, if you can't trust them as your quarterback in Tampa to be the franchise, why would I trust him to be the franchise on a deserted island? I can't. I can't do that. I'm sure he's nice. I'm sure we'd have some good conversation, surely. But I just can't trust him to be the franchise on my deserted island. And my number one, Philip Rivers. A oh. lot of reasons. He complains. I just genuinely don't like the Chargers. I genuinely my just don't like the Chargers either, or Philip Rivers. But man, if I was a Chargers fan, I'd probably love Phil. I'd probably love his competitiveness, but I really dislike it. He's competitive, but he's one of those guys. Cries a lot. Cries a lot and tries mm -hmm. to make everything seem like it's not yep. his fault. Yep, amen. Amen. So. That's why he's my number one. Hey, Phil. No. Phil, I just stay away from me. Here, here, here my I number one? Yep. Le'Veon, because he'd probably quit on us. Wow. Boom. Wow. Nothing else to say, folks. That's it for the first and goal show. Schmidt's done. I'm done. It's 830 here. That's the end of top five, bottom five, deserted island. That's the end of the first and goal show. John, any final words? Um, no. He's out of time. <laughs> that's right. I turned off his microphone. You can't even hear him laughing. That's how I feel. Listen to him. You can maybe still hear him chuckling. No, you can't. That's the end of the first and goal show. This has been a mess, but as I said before, it's been a good mess. It's been a good mess. And with that, we have one show left of the semester. We'll probably be back second semester. Mm, yeah, yeah, we will. But until then, I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt. We say so long for, for now. We'll see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Bye. Blocked there by Veerbeek. Got her on a rebound. Lions wide open in the corner for three. High arcing shot and is a little short. Ivy now bringing it up. Has nothing. Back up top to Mershon. Ivy gets it back. <coughs> Calls out a play. Kissinger running through. Not open. And the coaches want to travel, and I kind of agree with them. Looks like Ivy traveled there. Kopatish now with, with the steal bringing it up. Lions out to Carvalho open in the corner. Oh, corner three. Step back. No. And Mershon with the rebound now. It's a high B. Fast break opportunity. And she takes advantage of the 5-5 Lions. And now it is a nine-point lead for the Huskers, 50-41. And we will take a short break here, 5-18 remaining. And we'll continue after this on 90.3 KRNU. Hey, you. We've seen how you care. You're the one sorting through your recycling, the one limiting your water use. We've seen how you care.